the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What the hell's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers? That They're not that bad, and the team looks like it's imploding. Uh, hmm. All right, I want to go to the White House now. That John Kirby guy, the game show host-looking guy, is giving a briefing, and uh, these are sometimes amusing. Let's just dip in. But Israel is not trying to wipe the Palestinian people off the map. Israel's not trying to wipe Gaza off the map. Israel's trying to defend itself against a genocidal terrorist threat. So when we're going to start, if we're going to start using that word, fine, let's use it appropriately. Okay, way in the back. I want to ask you about uh, White House advisor Amos Hochstein's visit to Israel. Um, can you give us a sense of what the goal of these talks are, and does his visit signal that the White House is concerned about military action, Israeli military action in Lebanon? And then I have a follow-up. Yeah, Amos is, is in Israel today uh, to follow up on his last meeting uh, to Lebanon about a week or so ago. Uh, where he uh, where he talked to Lebanese officials and to Israeli officials up in the north. Of All right, I don't know who's uh, having those meetings, but whoever the hell it is, not doing a good job. He's a very nervous-looking, weird guy, and he looks like a game show host from 1969, 1970. Kent is the weirdest guy in the world. I don't know what he's doing there. John Kirby. And everybody somehow is impressed that he used to be an admiral in the Navy Reserves. I am not impressed with... Uh, I'm just not impressed. What did you do yesterday? Who remembers Frank Borman? Hmm? Frank Borman? Anybody? 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 Well, Frank Borman, uh, a kick-ass guy, ran Eastern Airlines during the 1970s. Frank Borman. He went to the moon in 1968. He didn't land on the moon, but he went around it a couple of times. And uh, he's he's still alive. He's like 99, and he lives in North Dakota. Anyway, Frank Borman, when he was the head of Eastern Airlines, came up with the saying, at Eastern, we earn our wings every day. And too many, too many folks in America are just like, oh, well, this guy, uh, this guy's good because he did such and such and he used to do this and that. Well, I mean, what did you do today? What are you doing now? What have you done for me lately? As Janet Jackson might say, Hey, Joe Biden, today is his 81st birthday, huh? 81. They're trying to downplay it and they have this whole new, <coughs> pardon me, Operation Bubble Wrap. Is that what they're calling it? They got like 85 guys determined the operation is so Joe Biden does not fall again, does not fall down. And he has had some spectacular falls. The media have ignored them. I tell you about them. I show you them. But generally speaking, the media, they shy away. I remember I had this major political journalist on talking about their new book. And it was right that afternoon, Joe Biden fell three times up the uh, stairs at Air Force One. Three times. It was like March of 2021. I was like, can you believe this guy? And she just like awkwardly laughed it off and would not, you know, just like wouldn't go there because they are so owned. What are they afraid of? What they're afraid of, quite frankly, I believe, is their liberal le- readers how dare you talk about Joe Biden like that? Look at Donald Trump. He's a criminal. Like, they, they don't think, they don't see the world like we do, obviously. They're just totally different, and they think any criticism of Joe, that that time would be better spent criticizing uh, Donald Trump. So they're afraid of their listeners. They're afraid of them. They can't tell them the truth. Like, we can talk about the truth. They can't talk about the truth. 
There's a guy I really like. His name is Dean Phillips. He's a liberal maniac, and I don't like that about him, but at least he has the guts to say, you know what? The Democrat president is failing. He can't handle the job. I'm a Democrat congressman, and I'm going to run against him for president. Dean Phillips, Democrat of Minnesota, is running for president. And he says, so revolutionary these days. You know what he He says, country over party. It's the other way around, basically, right? Party over country, right? You know, the discipline that is in the Democrat Party, you know how they, they're actually going to take a chance with Joe Biden. I think they're going to come to their senses. But listen to this guy, Dean Phillips, during a recent interview, speaking some serious truth, I believe, uh, cut 25. Just to be clear on Biden, do you believe he's in cognitive decline? Do the Democrats privately believe he's in cognitive decline? And to what extent? Do you think he'd make it through the next presidency? Or do you think this is sort of a Ronald Reagan situation where he might look back on it and he's got some early onset of some cognitive decline? What, what do you personally think and what do Democrats think? I don't want to impress upon anybody or give you the sense that I think he has a form of dementia or Alzheimer's or significant cognitive decline. Um, but anybody who pays attention can see the change. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, people are saying that I'm causing his problems, I could risk his, you know, re-election. You know, I'm not the guy that has him losing to Trump nationally down in five of six battleground states, the lowest approval ratings in uh, presidential history almost. Uh, and I'm certainly not the guy uh, that has shown his, you know, his decline. That's on video. That's on audio. You see it. It's natural. He's a human being, for goodness sakes. All I'm doing, you guys, is saying the quiet part out loud. The only one. You ask the question, do others talk about this? The question is, is anybody not talking about this? Of course they are, you guys. <laughs> They've really created an opportunity for you because, like you said, everyone's talking about this, of course. but no one's willing to say it. In the Democrat world, they're afraid to say it. In the Democrat world. Well, good for Dean Phillips. Now, who the hell is Dean Phillips? Democrat congressman from uh, Minneapolis. And uh, he's a rich guy. So, yeah, it's easy to say things when you're rich. It is. It's just like you don't have to worry about a paycheck. You're, you know how he got rich? In the gelato business. He got he got rich making gelato. Hey, speaking of Minneapolis, uh, did you see Miranda Devine today in the New York Post? Uh, there is a new documentary, uh, The Truth of George Floyd. Now, mm, some of us has been, have been on this for a long time, and I've been pointing out some basic uh uh, facts about this case that nobody else would acknowledge. And I've been doing it for a good two years now, a good two, two and a half years. I definitely started raising the questions in 2020. I can't say I raised them like, you know, the Monday after it happened or the Tuesday, the week after Memorial Day. I had a, I was taking it in and, uh, you know, I, uh, but by the end of 2020, Actually, by the end of that summer, I'm like, hey, hold on a second. This doesn't make sense. And everyone's going bananas about George Floyd. I think it's a little bit over the top. And let's consider these facts. And there were some pretty big facts. So anyway, there's a new documentary out from a police chief's wife. And they interview Derek Chauvin. They, they, it's just, it's really, really, I got to see this thing. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. And uh, let's go through it. Miranda Devine, Miranda Devine. Nobody writes like Miranda Devine, I tell you. She is a New York Post, Australian, but boy, oh, boy, does she know this country. Here we go. Ready? It's a self-protective aspect of human nature to put aside painful memories. And that's what most of us have done about the murderous riots in the summer of 2020 that were sparked by George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. 
But for the people of that fallen city and for all the cops across the nation who were abandoned and betrayed by their feckless political leaders, the pain still burns bright. It ought to burn for the rest of us, too, because we are still suffering the consequences in the catastrophic breakdown of law and order nationwide. We will continue to do so while the lies about George Floyd's death are left to fester. A brilliant new crowdfunded documentary, The Fall of Minneapolis, aims to remedy our collective amnesia about the events of May 25th, 2020, a time when the country was already half mad from the ravages of COVID-19 and forced lockdowns, and when Democratic Party operatives, including candidates Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, seized on the defund the police movement in order to bring down President Trump. So many lies have been told since, and so much truth buried by the big tech censors that control reality that the documentary arrives like a slap in the face. Wake up, it says. Remember, look at the truth and hang your head in shame. Uh, Hang your head in shame a little that you allowed yourself to be fooled. The fall of Minneapolis reveals a shocking tale of injustice and perfidy and a ruthless. What does perfidy mean? Something about lying. Let me just, i got to look that up. Sorry, guys. Uh, perfidy. Breaking a promise of good faith in order to gain military disadvantage. Got it. Injustice and perfidy and a ruthless political operation that contained the seeds of the January 6th Capitol riot eight months later and the consequent hyperbolic crackdown on Trump supporters. The film was produced by Liz Collin, a former anchor at a CBS affiliate in the Twin Cities who was taken off air during the riots and demoted because her husband, Bob Kroll, was the Minneapolis police union chief at the time. Their house was besieged by angry mobs yelling abuse over megaphones and beating pinata effigies of the couple throughout the trial of police officer Derek Chauvin. But she does not allow personal emotion to creep into the film, instead driving the narrative dispassionately. With shocking new evidence, she interviews Chauvin in jail, where he is serving 21 years, his mother and many of the cops who have resigned. From false testimony in Chauvin's trial to police body cam footage of Floyd's arrest that was withheld for two months to the autopsy report that was altered after the FBI got involved, Colin presents a damning forensic record that needs avenging. Colin draws on new evidence unveiled last month in a sexual harassment suit filed by former Hennepin County Prosecutor Amy Sweezy against then-County Attorney Mike Freeman. Sweezy's complaint details a revolt in the Hennepin County's Attorney's Office over the decision to charge Chauvin's fellow officers Tutau and Alexander Kyung and Thomas Lane with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. Lane and Kyung, who is black, were fresh out of the police academy. Sweezy and three other prosecutors refused to work on the case because it violated professional and ethical rules. In sworn testimony, prosecutors told of the insane, extreme premium pressure they were under to throw the book at Chauvin and charge the other cops because the city was burning down. One said that Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison taking over the Chauvin cases was difficult, particularly when we had a governor who kind of threw us under the bus. The original autopsy report by Hennepin County Medical Examiner Dr. Andrew Baker the day after Floyd died 
found there was no physical evidence suggesting that Mr. Floyd died of asphyxiation. How about that? No physical evidence of asphyxiation. Mr. Floyd did not exhibit signs of something, can't pronounce it, medical term, or damage to his airways or thyroid, brain bleeding, bone injuries, or internal bruising. Sweezy claims that Baker also told her that day that there were no medical findings that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck. There were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. But then she claims Baker told her, Amy, what happens when the actual evidence doesn't match up with the public narrative that everyone's already decided on? This is the kind of case that ends careers. On May 31st, 2020, Sweezy said Baker shared the results of toxicology tests with prosecutors, which showed that Floyd, 46, had a fatal level of fentanyl in his blood, along with methamphetamine. Now, by the way, I knew this, and I've reported this. I'm glad that it's in documentary form, but some of this stuff is not, and we knew it before last month. Floyd also had COVID and severe arteriosclerotic heart disease with one artery artery 75% obstructed and hyper intensive i'm sorry hypertensive heart disease but ben crump the ambulance chasing lawyer showed up and secured a 27 million dollar payout from the minneapolis city council told the media george floyd was a healthy young man oh how about this one michael badden i've heard, i've seen that guy all over the place the private forensic pathologist he hired dr michael badden declared without seeing mr floyd's body or slides of the autopsy that there was no underlying medical problem that caused or contributed to his death. Hmm. This case was a moneymaker. Dr. Bodden still shows up on, on Fox News all the time. Ever, ever wonder why he's got the liberty to show up on Fox News? Because every now and then he just uh, throws, his, throws his integrity away and just signs up for the... I, I don't know. I mean, if he, if he did that, got to find out. We'll check with Dr. Bodden. And it goes on. This document, how do we see it? I'll find out. And I'm going to tell you when I get back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So um, I'm trying to figure out how to watch this documentary, and um, uh, it's a little bit tricky. I've gone to the website, and it says click here to watch for free, but I click there and nothing happens. Um, I wonder a couple of reasons for that. It could be overloaded. It could be like everyone's going to it. The fall of Minneapolis.com, M-I-N-N-E-A, Polis, P-O-L-I-S, excuse me. I'm, it says watch for free, and I click on it, and nothing happens. The fall of Minneapolis. I could see this as the kind of thing that big tech and others don't want us to watch, so they may uh, they may screw around with its availability a little bit. Uh, this is a very important film and a very important book. The book is called They're Lying, The Media, The Left, and The Death of George Floyd. My God. And I do hang my head in shame because there were about two weeks there where I just kind of like, 
Oh, my God. Okay, I get it. He was murdered, and uh, he's a murderer, uh, Chauvin. And I think I may have said that out loud once because I, I just like the way, you know, and it was very unthinking. Now, to my credit, uh, I started reevaluating that summer, that very summer. And I know actually some people who are very close to this case have recognized my reporting and have praised it. And, um, because I have been one of the few and I, I mentioned that the coroner's report and that there were real issues with it. And the initial coroner's report showed no signs of asphyxia. I have also mentioned that according to the Minneapolis police department training handbook, there is actually a method, uh, in that book that says you're supposed to put your knee on the neck. It's a, an actual maneuver that is taught at the police academy or was. And the other thing was, uh, there's that, 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 that. Oh, now I did not know this. The video of Officer Chauvin, and it looks like his knee is on the neck. But from another perspective, it appears that the knee is actually on the shoulder. It's actually on the shoulder. So uh, there's a lot we've been told about this case, and a lot we've been told we're supposed to think about this case. You know, they're not telling us about it, but they're telling us how to think about it. And I don't like that. The fall of Minneapolis.com, the fall of Minneapolis.com, uh, this is must-see, and a must-see book, They're Lying. we got to get uh, Liz Collin on the show, Dr. J.C. Shakes, and it looks like a first-class production. Imagine that. They fooled so many people. we got a guy in jail, falsely accused, falsely imprisoned. He's been sentenced to 21 years. Dr. Derek Chauvin. Blew up his life. Hey, but Joe Biden became president. Hey, but we were able to use it to get Trump out, right? Right? Anything. They would do anything. Lie to 300 million people. It's amazing how I can come out and say stuff about the trans community. Like, I don't believe transgender or cross-dressers should be in the public school teaching uh, children when they're not teachers, when they're just uh, there for story hour. And that is somehow like... Oh my God, how could you say such a thing? Haven't you said, like, everything is really backwards at this moment, right? Everything is totally, uh, completely backwards. This is the thing I wanted to say about, uh, uh, shoot, we'll do it when I come back. And I think I'll have something solid on how to get this movie. Because I want to watch it right now. And it says I can watch it for free right now. How do we get it? I I, I take it it's not playing at Lowe's, right? It's not playing at the movie theater. We're going to figure it out. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, I figured it out. All you got to do is go to thefallofminneapolis.com. Thefallofminneapolis.com. Good luck spelling Minneapolis. I always screw it up, but uh, Minneapolis, fallofminneapolis.com. And I said, watch for free. It's not the best design website I've ever seen, all right? Not the quibble, but... It looks like they got two awards, one from Alpha and one from Rumble. But if you look carefully, there's a little play icon in the middle of the Rumble, and it's too far down from the watch for free thing. So it looks just like a bunch of like two awards, but that's actually what you hit if you want to watch it. And um looks like it's overloaded right now. Uh, a lot of people wanting to, you know, got millions of people listening to us right now, and they're going to the website, and they're, uh, they're watching the movie, good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to register for anything. You know what? Register. They are going to want a password. But no, no. The Rumble, you can just get on Rumble. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. And so I'm watching the thing. Perfect. Perfect for Thanksgiving week. Um, A show about urban strife and mayhem. Right? 
James Flippin. Yeah, you're talking about this new documentary about the uh, George Floyd riots. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff, right? Yeah. Kind of uh, and opposite, I guess, what we heard at the time or what was uh, routinely said to be true in the trial. Yeah, by you fake news guys. <laughs> you and your fake news friends. Not Not you, but let's face it, a lot of you guys, not you, but people like you, it's not about the audience. It's about what other people in the fake news think of you. Yeah. You play not to the people, but to uh, other people in the elite media, the, the the peers, or people you want to impress who are above you. Like, you never know when uh, Maggie Haberman is going to go around the dial and she might see this. So they design all of their crap so that, you know, or who's that other jerk from uh, who I really can't stand lately? The guy who ran Disney for a long time, who's back running Bob oh, Iger, Iger, yeah, I G E R. Oh boy, talk about a guy who lives in fear of being found out. That guy, no ability, zero. He's a classic empty suit and a political game player. Oh boy, the highest order of the highest. I'll give him that. He knows all his politics, but at everything else, he stinks. So, um, but they are they live in the hope that some elite media jerk will listen to one of their reports and think, oh, he sounds just like me. Well, I'm going to give them a break, right? Well, I don't even know if you have to necessarily be in the news to experience some of that kind of stuff. Because granted, like you said, that's my job. That's what we do is report on the news. But when I was on Twitter, I think it would have been about six months to a year ago, there was something that came out concerning the autopsy report with Chauvin and Floyd and the sense that there was actually acute toxicity based off fentanyl was the reason he died as opposed to, uh, you know, compression of the neck or something like that. And I retweeted that. And this one guy, I know I used to work with him, not in media, but at a different place, got so angry with me, like furious with me, saying, like, how dare you? I, I You're a POS. Like, I didn't realize that you're like that. Who is like, he? Whoa, all Let's I'm saying out is. this guy. Who the hell no, is he? No, it's not even necessary. My point is just to say that even asking questions about something like this can get people really bent out of shape. I tell you what. It's so free. It's such a great place to be where you just don't care. And it's not like you care. You're reckless. It's just like, look, they can't handle the truth. They're supposed to be curious in the media. At one point, one of the fun things about joining the media, you got to ask questions. Mm -hmm. You weren't supposed to know everything that went on. You wonder. You wonder. And now I go back to Maggie Haberman. You ever see her? She looks like she's like smoking cigarettes. Everything, nothing, nothing impresses her. She's been there. She's done that. She knows everything. Like she knows know. everything. Yeah, right. Like, no, like, um, so, okay. I just, um, and they also know what the right answer is supposed to be. Right. Like that, uh, Abby Phillips the other day, who every time she asks Vivek Ramaswamy a question, he starts answering. She says, no, no, you can't say that. Well, yeah, you can say it. Run for president. You can say it too. Right. I mean, like you can't. You can ask the questions, but you can't dictate the answers. So, uh, all right. So, uh, well, tell me more. Tell me. Well, I mean, look, I just I feel like in, if you're in the news and if you're in stuff that's supposed to be about finding facts and telling stories, you should be asking questions and skeptical. You know what I mean? Like, that's really what you're supposed to do is be professionally skeptic, I thought. All right. Anything else going on locally? Yeah. So uh, I heard you talking about taking your family to the. Uh, Radio City Music uh, Christmas Spectacular. That's right. I went there as a little kid, fond memories of that. My grandmother always took her grandkids when they hit a certain age to go see the 
uh, Radio City Music Hall Spectacular. And? It was a great time. Fond memories. I can't really, it's like I was young enough that I don't remember much specifically. I remember going into the city and the bigness of it and kind of all the pomp and circumstance. Do you have any news regarding any of this? Well, it just got started off, obviously. The, the performances just touched off last week. Did you know that they actually practice like five hours a day or something like that? The, the, the Rockettes? I mean, that's, that's pretty intense. What do you think they l- learned uh, on an app at home? No, but I mean, five hours a day seems like a lot, right? It's a physical, it's Have a you physical undertaking. The, the performance is magnificent. It's elaborate. It's a lot of moving parts. Five hours a day. What I what I do wonder at about? I see all the people. There are like five thousand people in that show. There are mm-hmm. five thousand people. Like, how do they? Is there enough money to gen? You know what I mean? Like, is yeah. there? But somehow it all works out, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, the other thing we have to talk about very quickly is um, Joe Biden in China, which is getting fishier and fishier. But every step of the way, he's basically been confessing. And there's weird stuff going on. Listen to this. Listen to this. Would any normal person who runs a country and China just gave us the great big middle finger by floating a balloon over it, remember that, respond this way, cut 22. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taken a big hit, no. frankly? No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. You've talked to... Talked to Xi Jinping before, I, and our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after this. I haven't talked to them during this. Oh. But look, I mean. Stop. <laughs> yeah, see all the deception in that one answer? No. No. He likes to be very bold in his answer, even if it's wrong. Uh, I talked to I talked to them. Oh, really? Yeah. My people? I have? You mean during this? Uh, no, not during this, but I have. You see how the deceptive gets kind of caught and unwrapped, but he gives himself all these little seeming outs, but they're not outs. They're lies. Keep going. <laughs> the idea of shooting down a balloon that's gathering information over America um, and uh, is and that, break, that t- makes relations worse. Look, I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China. But we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict. And uh, this sounds and, like a a small time business owner who's afraid of the mob. I'm not looking for any trouble. You know, this sounds like a guy who's owned, owned. And the other thing, um, speaking of people who are owned, Nikki Haley. I do not like this woman. I do not like her. And she's emerging as the the establishment's go to gal. Because Ron DeSantis is totally incompetent when it comes to presidential politics. I mean, totally incompetent. And he's not going anywhere, and everybody seems to know it. Well, what about Iowa? Shut up about Iowa. Iowa's an outlier. You know, talk to President Huckabee. Talk to President Rick Santorum, right? Talk to the – talk to – who the hell else won uh, Iowa? Uh, Senator Tom Harkin. President Tom Harkin. Iowa almost doesn't count. It's so They're all out in the sticks – and they're worried about their own little stuff and whatever the hell a caucus is. What the hell is a caucus? It's so stupid. <laughs> so I don't care about Iowa to begin with. And I don't like that governor either. I'm sorry. I hate to sound so negative, but I really can't stand Nikki Haley. She has no business running for president. She is a treacherous woman. She promised that she would not run against Donald Trump. Here she is running against him. 
And nobody, I mean, sooner or later, Trump has to come out in a very vocal way and say how she got that job, why he gave her the job at the U.N. He did it as a favor, and I love this, to a guy named uh, McMaster, Bob McMaster, who was lieutenant governor of South Carolina. He hooked Trump up during the campaign of 2016 campaign for him, helped him. And after he won, he called up uh, Bob McMaster, Bob Thank you, man. You know what? South Carolina is so beautiful. We crushed it down there. And you helped, Bob, in a big way. What do you want? What do you want? You want to be secretary of something? I'll do it. You know, Mr. President, what I really would like to be is the governor of South Carolina. But we got Nikki Haley in the way. You know something? I'm going to think about that. I'm going to talk to somebody. And they came up with the ultimate solution. Send her to the United Nations. It's a prestige spot, but you actually don't do anything. That's that's why she is running for president, because of that. It's a gift from Trump. And I see her there on Fox News. You can see she's oozing with. Like excitement and ambition. You know what I mean? Like she and she wants it too bad. And who does she want it for to make America great again? No, she wants it for Nikki. Because if she's anybody knows you become president, you become a very, very rich person. Happened for Obama. Happened for Clinton happened for Bush happened for Reagan. He was doing well, but he did even better. Happens for all of them. Oh, except Trump, who loses half his value. <laughs> it goes from four billion to two billion. So um, anyway, it's amazing. All right. News wise. Anything else I need to know? Uh, did you see this study from the Cato Institute that ranked New York dead last in terms of the states for freedom? The least free state in America is New York. Hmm. And that's according to economic, social, and personal freedoms. I don't know. You're free to shoplift. <laughs> You're free to ride the train without paying. Seems pretty free to me. <laughs> Get it? Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I like the Cato people. You got to remember this about these uh, groups that put these things out. First of all, they're not wrong, but they also usually put a zinger in there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. And it gets us talking about it. But I do like the Cato people. And uh, all right. So that's that's news. Uh, and Eric is uh, intent on cutting the budget and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, as of now, it looks like they're plowing ahead with these 5% cuts, and it's impacting everything from trash pickup to, you know, the number of cops are going down, levels not seen in tens and tens of decades. You Remember, know? as long as he gets to wear a suit <laughs> and be on the news, he doesn't care. And he, he's not really even equipped to care. I think he's a bit of a psychopath. Hey, the AI company... Chat, open chat GPT, or whatever the hell it's called. It's funny. Sam Altman is the guy who started the company, right? He starts a company, and then the board of directors votes him out. I've always been fascinated by this. This happens. Like, imagine if I started the company and it gets so successful that I got to hire some people, and those people fire me. Hey, I, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. It happened to Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. Happens all the time. And it seems fundamentally wrong. So this is the artificial intelligence company, right? He gets fired by the board of directors. And all of the employees get together and they come up with a big petition. They want him rehired. And they're all threatening to quit. And then they say, you know, this company, OpenChatGPT, would be nothing without the people. You see the irony? Huh? It'd be nothing without the people. It's something come from there. I do think it's totally overblown. ChatGPT. Uh, we could ask it a question. It's never any good. Let's ask it a question right now. You want to ask one real quick? I got it here on my thing. 
Uh, I've asked it to tell me, you know, who was elected governor. It doesn't know. It doesn't know. But let's just maybe it got smarter over the weekend, right? Maybe it got a little bit smarter. Uh, what do you want to ask it, James? Uh, how about what turkeys were pardoned this year? What turkeys were pardoned by, I'm going to give it a little help, okay. by President Biden? Did they already do that? It did. It was okay. this morning. Don't, don't say. What turkeys were pardoned by President Biden? As of my last knowledge update in January of 2022, I don't have any information on any turkey specifically pardoned by <laughs> President Biden. Wow, stupid. All right, how about uh, January 2022? What turkeys were pardoned by President mm, Obama? Let's see if he knows that one. Yep. President Barack Obama pardoned two turkeys named Courage and Carolina. On November 25th of 2009, as part of the annual Thanksgiving tradition. Well, I could have Googled that. That's true. And Google stopped being fascinating in uh, (laughs) 2001, right? We already knew about that. James, thanks for coming by. Your calls when I come back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Let me see your hands. This is the beginning of the George. Let me see your other hand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me see your other hand. This is the beginning of the George Floyd tape. The part that you haven't seen, the body camera stuff. That's very hard to find. Uh, Wow, fall of Minneapolis. We got it to work. It's on Rumble. Go to fall of Minneapolis, fall of Minneapolis.com. Very, very, very important meeting. All right. Wrapping things up. Uh, Philip in Manhattan. Yeah. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm a citizen of New York State and a practicing Roman Catholic. And I'm concerned about the current scheduling of the New York State presidential primary, which is set for April 2nd, 2024. However, early voting is actually during Holy Week. Uh, What do you got planned for Holy Week? Well, I mean, I just think that that can discourage. All right, Philip, don't be high maintenance about this. First of all, it's not the actual primary, right? It's the early voting. So vote, you know, that's an option. Never everybody has to vote on primary day. All right, forget about your larger concern. What do you do during Holy Week? I take I go to Holy Thursday services and Good Friday. There you go. All right. So it's Holy Week, right? I mean, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can vote on the the day of, you know, it, not every solution is going to be perfect for everybody. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think I mean we're not we we can't reschedule it now. I don't think this is a a move to discourage Christianity or discourage voting or anything like that. I know well, we're, I, we're, 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 no, we're kind of, you know, knee jerk reaction is to look for, you know, villains everywhere around every corner. I mean, look, you just mentioned you're going to go to mass twice. Even you could still vote with that schedule, right? That is correct. I yes. want you to do so. Well, you can, you know, look, you're, t- and you're so on top of this. You, a year out, you can more than a year out. Wait, no, less than a year out. All right. A few months out, you can, you can figure out how to pull it off. I don't think there's anything sinister going on. Other than the general uh, secularization of everything. But I don't think there's anything particularly sinister about that. All right, Philip? Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Bob in Poconos. 
Hey, Greg, thanks for taking my call. When I was a, a kid in 1968, I saw a movie called Wild in the Streets about a young revolutionary with a rock band named Max Frost that goes on to become president of the United States by lowering the voting age to 15. Right now, there's a socialist co uh, congressman in Florida named Max Frost who is doing raves on stage with people. It's the same plot as this 1968 movie. Hmm. All right, something to keep an eye on. How about that? What's the name of the movie? Wild in the Streets. Wild in the Streets. Interesting premise. I want to see that. Wild in the Streets. Thank you. Uh, Liz, hello. Hello. Um, I just want to say the names of the turkeys were Liberty and Bell. That's cute. Okay. Second, the, the cross that you saw in the Bronx is in St. Raymond Cemetery. Ah, yeah. I looked that up once. Yes, yes, yes. So you know it, too. Pretty wild. Did you? Did that story uh, mean anything to you? Wasn't that kind of interesting? Yeah, I'm from. Uh, that was my parish, St. Raymond's. I know, but to be telling that story, to be thinking those thoughts, and, the, and then you look up, and then you see that cross. It's got to be fifty feet tall, or it's, it seemed very big to me. So, right, yeah. right. All right, and last comment. You are the only person I've ever heard on the media who st stood up for Officer Chauvin. Well, thank you. Um, so you remember, yeah, I'm not just uh, making that up. I certainly, you know, and I hate mob mob mentality. I hate witch hunts. And well, thank you, Liz, for your uh, your observations and for remembering. All good with you? Oh, everything's good with me. I'm retired. Every day is vacation. So. What were you? What were you? What did you do? A high school school teacher. What subject? Business. When did you stop? 2008. Can you believe all the teachers hooking up with the students? Well, those kind of things did always go on, but, um, you know. Excuse know me? Right. Really? Well. Not I like thought. today. Not like today. Not with the female students hooking up with the, with the, with the men and sometimes girls, right? I mean, the male teachers, yeah. I remember there was a teacher who had a reputation when I was going through one of my schools. I wouldn't say anything else, but, uh, you know, come on. This is shocking. You think well, it, I went to Catholic school and had none, so I didn't hear that. Oh, but, you know, that stuff. But, all yeah. right. Well, Liz, thank you. Uh, Well-deserved uh, retirement. Keep in touch. Let's do uh, Jay real quick. Hello. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. You mentioned earlier about um, airport pickups. Yeah. You know, using the uh, Ubers. I just wanted to mention at JFK Terminal 5, it's been closed for pickup for many, many months now. Um, it's it's like a nightmare. You got to use the escalators to get to the walkway to go to the air train, and you got to do that with a lot of luggage. And I know, yeah, JetBlue especially. You walk forever. You walk forever. It's like goodness gracious, what's going on here? It's a terrible situation. Uh, but what about it? Shut down. The Port Authority has shut down the Uber pickups, and somebody's got to look into that and do a story about it. The Port Authority shut down the Uber pickups. Yeah, you can't get a pickup at Terminal 5. You okay. Uh, noted. Uber. Uber stresses me out. Looking at that little car, make those weird U-turns, and is it going to show up? Thanks all. Sorry, Jim. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences 
businesses in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 